Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to a podcast that does now have a name. And for that, I'm excited to bring in the wonderful and talented Emood. What's good, everybody? So we did a lot of, uh, you know, market research. I'm just kidding. Actually, you know who came up with the name? The alien babe, the one and only Frenchie. Frenchie. Shout out Frenchie, as as usual. <laughs> Literally, she has all the good ideas. So, drum roll, please. Welcome to Plurality. You know, I know a lot of you are thinking that's a really good name for a podcast. And I, you're absolutely right. I think it's tremendous. I think it's really, really good. It's the best, because you know what? It captures plur, which is the essence of raving in its entirety. And then the literal definition of plurality means more than one. And that's what plur is all about. It's about unity and bringing everyone together. So I think we did a pretty good job. Really good job all around. Team. Hell yeah. Today, we have another exciting episode, and we're going to kick it off with Drop of the Week. Segment number two today, the theme of our episode, we're going to go to the pit to talk about the history of Plur. I'm very excited for this one. Moody put in a lot of time and effort. I've got a feeling it's going to come out really, really well. Then, last up, we're going to do an unwritten rave rule of the week for you guys, and that'll be it. Let go. So now for Drop of the Week, why don't you lead us off, Moody? I don't know if you're all ready for this one, but hang on to your knickers, because this is Set You Free by Lucas and Steve, featuring the vocals of the beautiful Laura White. That is such a heavy drop, like, vibes all day. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I just have to say, uh, Laura White is one of my favorite vocalists. I really hope to work with her one day um, as a producer. And, like, she just kills the song. Like, the vocals are insane. I love that buildup at the end. And just, like, with the deep synth sound, it's just, oh, so good. I will be looking at more Laura White songs because of that sales pit. Laura, come do a song with Moody. Let's do it. I'm ready. Well, I'm, I'm still cool. learning how to make music, but <laughs> just put me on your list. I'll, I'll be ready one day. <laughs> I love it. What do I have for us this week? What, what terrible, terrible things? I have a song by Nitty Gritty, and I think it's pronounced Shendo. There's a missing vowel in there. So that's what I'm going to go with for now. Vocals by Chase Paves. And I learned this song through Nitty Gritty, who I learned of through a stream over COVID. And this man has the energy, let me tell you. And he does it all, like dubstep. What I'm going to show you is bass house. He does a lot of stuff with DJ Diesel. I do enjoy their collaboration tremendously. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this song because 
I think it's a bop that everyone should listen to. Are you ready? going i was at the bar this week for the first time in a long time and i was thinking man if they just played like this song right now it would change the vibe entirely you know what this bar needs bass house it was literally a country concert so i don't know that bass house is what the people were looking for well they didn't know they were looking for it but you know Sometimes people don't know until they try it. If someone dropped that song in between Country Road and Chicken Fried, I would have <laughs> lost my shit. It would have been the best. Oh, yeah. Just, like, throw a little Nas X song in there. You know, it'd be a nice segue into Bass House, I feel Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Capo and Southie, if you're listening, just a recommendation. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Drop of the Week. Next, we're going to send it to The Pit, a place to discuss any and all topics because anything goes in The Pit. Moody, what are we discussing today? I'm really stoked for our topic today because it's something near and dear to my heart. And it goes along with our new podcast name. So we are going to talk about the origin of Plur. Here we go. In June 1989, there was a 23-year-old New York City native named Frankie Bones, who was a DJ and producer. It's a great name, Frankie Bones. Frankie Bones, come on, right? And of course, you know, back in the day, they were playing on vinyl records, so no... No MP3s, no USBs, no CDJs. It was all just the turntable on an egg crate with a mixer and, you know, some some 45s. <laughs> that was it. So in June 1989, he gets a call uh, from some people he knew in the UK saying that his music was blowing up at rave parties in the UK. So... He was like, rave? You know, what is that? Because in June 1989, no one was raving in the US. It was not a thing here yet. Uh, It was only happening in Europe and beyond. So he got invited to play this party outside of London by this production crew called Karma Productions. And he flew over to the UK to DJ this rave in an airplane hangar. There were only supposed to be 5,000 people there and 25,000 people showed up. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> I'm just imagining an event that planned for 5,000 people and then five times that showed up. Like, oh, crazy. It's been chaos. I know. So, Think about the bathroom situation. Oh. I, well, you know, they were in an airplane hangar, so I doubt <laughs> there were functional bathrooms there anyway. They were all going outside. Um, so. He came back to the U.S. like all jazzed because all these people loved his music there. The next year, Frankie Bones 
opens a store called Groove Records in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, which for those of you who don't know, is just outside of Coney Island, where all of the festival rides are. Groove Records pretty much became the unspoken headquarters of the North American rave movement. So I'm gonna paint the picture for you of New York City in the early 90s. A lot was going on. Crime was at an all-time high. Territory wars were prevalent as the crack epidemic surged. And EDM saved everyone. It, uh, pretty much. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, you yes. know, <laughs> racial tension was really thick in the air because the neighborhoods were still largely segregated. AIDS cases had been rising continually since 1981, and they would continue to until its peak in 1994. So all of this was going on, and Frankie and his brother, Adam X, were... What, what was his name? Adam X. Adam X? X. Like Not excision. Adam X? No, no. Because I thought, like, Frank and my brother, Adam X... Adamix? Adamix? <laughs> so, Adam, actually, on July 4th, 1990, painted the words peace, love, unity on the side of a train car. And so began the peace, love, unity movement, otherwise known as Plum, which would eventually evolve into what we know today as peace, love, unity, respect. And Plum pretty much became the motto of the international rave movement, largely due to Frankie repeating it on his mic during his sets. <laughs> You'd just be like, Plum, 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 Plum. Well, I, th no, I think he like said it, like the words. Like, I think he was like, peace, love, unity, movement, peace, love, unity, movement. Oh, gotcha. And, you know, everyone was just kind of like, okay, we get it, you know? And then, but it stuck. It really stuck because you can go to a show i mean i'm sure there are still many people who have never heard of it or don't know the handshake or whatever but not after listening to this podcast not after, <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh frankie and his brother adam x started throwing this party called 1077 and they picked an abandoned building with the doors that were chained up so how they got in was they had to enter through a, a broken through wall, like a wall that just had a hole in it. And that's how they got into this place to throw these parties. Um, they had three of them where they would invite less than 30 people just to see like, you know, they were like doing their research. They were like, all right, is this going to hit in the US like we think it will? Um, we're only going to start off with 30 people and see how it goes. Uh, and of course, you know, they would hand out ecstasy to everyone. And that was kind of the formula. Like they would pass around the bowl, everyone would take their hit, the DJs would play and they would dance all night. And it would just be euphoria, pure euphoria. Just people so fucking happy, so jazzed to be here and just like having the best time of their lives, pretty much. Um, and so at one of those three parties, was uh, a DJ named Heather Hart and she had such a fun time like this was so life-changing for her that she started a fanzine called Under One Sky and the zine blew up. The wide reach of the zine that Heather created helped spread the word about the developing New York City rave scene. 
which led to the very first storm rave, which is known as the very first rave in the US to, to occur. And it was on May 11th, 1991 in a brickyard in Flatbush, Brooklyn. 200 people showed up. These parties were called outlaw parties, which meant, of course, they were completely illegal. <laughs> there were, you know, no one was checking IDs at the door. There was no like formulated anything. It was just, you have a ticket, you're in. They would go to an abandoned building, take the lock off of the gate, and they would put their own lock on. And then they'd come back a week later, and if the lock on the gate was still their lock, they knew, okay, this is a place that we can throw a party because people don't come here often. <laughs> That's like a high, highly intelligent strategy. Right? The OG ravers, I must say. Yeah, they were like, yo, how can we find a free venue and like not get caught? <laughs> you just started locking shit up. <laughs> just lock that shit up. Just throw a lock on it. Just, just throw a lock on it. If that's no one takes it do. off, that's ours now. All good. Um, that's how I'm going to find my next apartment. Just think... start locking places. <laughs> I love oh, that. my lock's still here. Sick. Oh, Moving shit. In. Moving in. Hey, I, you know what? I bet you that still happens in New York, 100%. So, in June, uh, June 20th, 1992, Frankie and his brother and his buddies, they curated the first international DJ lineup. The rave had 3,000 people in attendance that time. So you can imagine, like, these things, like, really became the level that the UK was also throwing. I mean, it's not 25,000, but 3,000 people in an illegal party in New York City, like, that's a big deal, for sure. They were like, this is sick, and Frankie was like, yo, wait till you see 25,000 people. You think yeah. that's cool? <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. Don't even know. So, because Storm Rave became so massive in such a short time period, of course, there was always this looming like cloud over Frankie with you know having the liability of throwing the illegal raves. It, it definitely weighed heavily on him. So, on December 12th, 1992, was the very last Storm Rave, and the reason why it was the last one is because a blizzard came to the entire eastern United States with two feet of snow, and that was the first time a winter storm had hit with that level of intensity before New Year's Day, like, ever recorded. <laughs> so, because of that, there were supposed to be 5,000 people at this storm rave, and only, only 2,500 people showed up. And Frankie took that as like a cosmic sign to be like, okay, this is the last one. Like, we're not gonna throw anymore. Like, this is Mother Nature telling me I gotta hang up my hat because <laughs> he didn't want to get, you know, in like serious trouble. Um, so yeah, that was the last storm rave. Uh, and over the years, obviously, Plur became a handshake, and that's something that we now do at festivals and raves and beyond imagine being at like those first storm raves which is funny that like a literal storm is the reason they stopped doing them being at one of the first ones and having no context for what this is or what this event or you know like now we we go to a rave do a roll and like 
there's people who have done it like there's you know trailblazers like frankie and adamix um <laughs> i'm just imagining walking into one of those things and being like what is this what am what i getting my own? this is incredible literally no i agree i agree because like you don't know until you do it for sure i mean even no. even even today if if someone who has never done it goes and does it like there's no way for you to like accurately envision what it's gonna be like or feel no. like or because there's no way to explain it like you just have to ex no. experience it yourself i had a friend turn to me and be like this is what you've been doing this whole time and i said yes like you should do it more like it's great like, why didn't you tell me sooner oh my god this is the best night of my life <laughs> i'd be like it's a tuesday like <laughs> it's a tuesday but I do want to throw in there that, you know, we encourage listeners to use their best judgment, to fully research anything you're going to put in your body. Um, this is, if, if this experience is something that you're interested in partaking in, we promote safety first, always. That's the golden rule. Take care of yourself. And if you are ever going to try a new extracurricular activity, there are testing kits available for you to make sure what you have is not going to seriously harm you. <laughs> and that's Just important. Start, start small. Start small. You can always take more, but you can't take less. Ah, well, Moody, thank you for your knowledge, for the history of Plur. I learned all of that was new information for me. So Love appreciate it. your time and effort. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you. I hope everyone learned, um, you know, a thing or two, and hopefully it gave you a little bit more appreciation for raving and the culture that it brings, like, to us all around the world. I wouldn't be here today without raving, and I thank those who came before us. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Speaking of, hey, Mikey, what was the first EDM song you ever heard. Wow, I'm not at all prepared for this. I had no idea they were gonna ask. Well, the first EDM song, you have to go back to when I was a, just graduated from high school, the summer after I graduated. I was 17, I, I think I looked like I was 12, and I was sitting in my bedroom. It was pitch dark, like actually pitch dark. There was no windows in my room, cinder block walls, and you're thinking this is a terrifying bedroom. It was actually awesome. And so I had been paired up with a roommate getting ready to head off to college, Mr. Connor Hayden. What a tremendous guy. I should, I should text Connor, see how he's doing. And he asked me what kind of music I listened to. And I think I said, Imagine Dragons, I really like. And The Script, do you ever listen to The Script? Oh, The Script, throwing it back. Throwing it back. Loved The Script. <laughs> me too, actually. So I asked Connor, send me some music you listen to. And he sent me two Adventure Club remixes. Uh, the first one is called Youth. It's by Foxes. I remember sitting in the dark and just getting goosebumps. Like, this pleases the ears so much. I was not ready for it. Let's hear it. Three, two, one. Don't, don't bring me Don't tell me I am
So that was a very impactful song for me and my time learning to love this music. Thank you, Connor. But yeah, I just was getting ready to go off to college. Your youth has just begun. It was it was a cool, a cool moment. I love it. It's a great story. My uh, first song, well, I talked about like the first DJ I got into last episode, BT. But um, a, a good memory that, or a great memory I have from my first EDM days was I was in an Apple store in a Miami mall and uh, you know it was back in the day when iPod nanos were out so I was flipping through an iPod nano I stumbled upon this song by this person named Cascade and the song is called it's you it's me and this was like this was spring break of 2003 so, you know, like, this is before, like, EDM was, like, super mainstream or anything. And honestly, <laughs> Cascade has changed a lot over the years, if anyone's listened to him from beginning to now. Um, so, this is It's You, It's Me from his very first album. listen to like on the beach on a really nice day you're having watermelon the breeze is blowing we oh, love the it the watermelon just hit i could feel <laughs> it i was there you had me yeah it's so good this is not what i expected at all and it's so good i know you yeah like i said you know cascade has done a number of uh, costume changes, genre changes over over the decades. <laughs> I mean, you think uh, 2003, that was, what, 19 years ago? That was a long time. This is incredible. I'm going to listen to this entire album now. Oh, please do. That song just popped up on the iPod shuffle or the Nano. Yeah, it was like, actually, I, I put the headphones on and it was the first song that like was on. So I just pressed play and then I was like, oh, I like this. This is this tight. What? And then, yeah, that was the first Cascade song I ever listened to. And um, I remember like I like wrote it down in my I, don't, I had like 
I didn't have a pen and paper on me and I didn't have a phone then either, I don't think. But I remember I like was taking a photograph with my mind because I was like, I really want to remember this song. And uh, yeah. That's amazing. That's actually super cool. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time. Can we play some more of that? I'm going to click play here. Ooh, what is that? I didn't expect that one. I know, it's like guitar. It's vibey, it's groovy, it's got rhythm. This whole album is really groovy. Groovy is a good word for this album. This is going to go on my playlist titled Grooves. Grooves. This is a groove. All right, I could listen to that for for the rest of the time. Truly, I I had that song on repeat for months and months. <laughs> I've been skating in the city lately. Tossing the rollerblades mm. on. Ah, that's gonna be awesome. Just gonna be cruising by people. So I'll get a boombox so everyone can hear. I'll have it over my shoulder. You can probably find that song on cassette tape since it's so old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a lot of burn CDs with that song on it, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, by me alone, yes. <laughs> I, I put that song on many, many of the burn CDs. <laughs> oh, that was wonderfully nice. All right, Mikey, so uh, what is your unwritten rave rule for this week? That is a great transition and send over, Moody. Thank you. My unwritten rave rule of this week, do not bring your phone out of your pockets in the porta potty That's it. That's the rule. Don't do it. Do I need to explain why you shouldn't, or is it pretty? No. It's pretty self-explanatory, I... right? It's self-explanatory. I mean, you know, especially at night when it's dark. There are no lights in, in the, the porta potties. You you don't want to do something that you'll regret. I'll just get a flashlight out. No, do not get your flashlight out. That's Just don't do it. And you're like, Mikey, are you speaking from personal experience? I don't Have know. Have you dropped your phone into the porta potty toilet? <laughs> Is this, am I learning from my own mistake? Am I learning from others? I don't know. Let the speculation begin. Everyone's going to be thinking about that tonight. They're going to be like, what did Mikey do in the porta potty with his phone? Mm. I'm going to try to like show you something on my phone, and you're going to be like, is there porta potty juice on this phone? I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you've been raving for a minute, so maybe you know that, that happened a few iPhones ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, my unwritten rave rule for this week is... Everyone should be doing this, whether you're at a rave, a show, a festival, a concert, even if it's not EDM, like any kind of concert, you should be bringing earplugs. Why is this, you may ask? If you're at the front, which, you know, most people want to be towards the stage, they want to get a good view of the artists that they're seeing, there's a chance that you'll be standing right next to a speaker, and we want you to have eardrums that work 50 years from now. So just bring earplugs because you know what? There are all these different kinds. There are, you know, the regular foam ones that you can just put in that block out a lot of the noise. But then now we have new and improved ones that 
can filter the sound and bring down the decibels so that it's not as loud in your eardrum, but the sound still gets through. So pretty easy. Just do a quick Google. There are many different brands and your ears will thank you later. Just raining knowledge on us yet again. Thank you, Moody. Hey, hey, I'm trying to rave till I'm 95. So I don't know who else out there is feeling the same, but just wear your plugs. What are going to be the old people home raves in the recliners just with lasers everywhere? I literally can't wait. I'm going to be... You're going to be performing. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to be like covered in like, you know, cuffs of candy, like the the layered cuffs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be like pluring them out to everyone. Going to be so old. Like, is that a wrinkle or a candy? I can't tell, but she is raving still and it's amazing. Love it. That's the dream. That takes us to the end of another beautiful episode. Hell yeah, it's been so nice talking to you yet again, Mikey. You are so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Wow, okay. We appreciate each other. Fine. Thanks, everyone, yet again for listening to episode two of Plurality, the reality of Plur, a podcast about beautiful music and beautiful people. We have social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at plurality pod check us out we haven't posted a thing at the time of this recording on tuesday june 14th at 8 43 p.m but wherever you may find this whatever day of the week or time of the day you happen to be listening we hope that's marvelous and we also hope that we have posted some things on social media at that hour so that is all for me i will sign off and say bye homies send it to moody See you in the next one, beautiful people. And remember to keep it plur. Keep it so plur. Uh. (laughs) Love you. Later. Peace out. Peace.